is a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agents. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, Akshay. Okay, just stretch. Oh, yep, stretching is my best thing. Oh, hey listeners, welcome back to Spectacular Science. I'm Akshay. I'm just doing my morning yoga for today. Okay, now the big moment of truth. Can I balance on one leg? Okay, standing up. Oh, I'm wobbly. Whoa, whoa! I'm okay! Just a few scratches here and there. Yeah, I totally can't stand on one leg. But you know what can? Flamingos! The birds! How do flamingos actually stand on one leg without falling over? Hmm, that's a great question. Oh, I can ask Dr. Young Hee Chang. He knows a lot about flamingos and how they stand on one leg. Off to the zoo. He's probably looking at the flamingos. Oh, running to the zoo. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, it's a long run. Finally, I'm here. Now let's get into the zoo. And, oh, there the flamingos are. Oh, and there's Dr. Chang. Hi, Dr. Chang. It's such a wonderful day at the zoo. Hi, Akshay. How are you? It's good to see you here. Yeah, I'm doing good. So I was trying to do yoga back at my lab, and I fell over a bunch of times. And I was then wondering, how do flamingos stand on one leg? So I wanted to ask you about that. That's a great question, actually. Um, In fact, when I was at the zoo, like we are here now, um, you can see the flamingos standing. And almost every time I come here, I I hear some child ask their parent that exact same question. It's it's one of those questions that everybody seems to be um, curious about. Yes, it's really true. So first of all, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Young Hee Chang. Um, I'm a professor of biological sciences at the Georgia Institute of Technology. Um, I study something called comparative neuromechanics, which basically means that I'm interested in understanding how animals get from here to there. Wow, that's so amazing. So basically the motion of animals and how animals move? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I'm very curious about um, the mechanics, the physics of how they move, but also the the neuroscience of it. How how do their brains and their muscles um, um, control that movement? Well, that's amazing. So what was your study on flamingos? Well, so the the process of the experiment, really, there was was kind of two parts of it. But um, so where did the question come from? Um, Like you said, it's one of these natural questions that everybody seems to have. Um, how do they stand on one leg? How do they sleep on one leg? Um, but as my collaborator and I talked about it more and we thought about it more, we realized that there's a there's an interesting physiology question here or biomechanics question, which is um, how are they supporting their body weight on one leg without yeah. wasting a ton of energy, mm-hmm. right? Like you probably discovered this when you tried it. Um, 
if you have your knees bent and, and you stand with your knees bent for any length of time, it's really tiring. Like if, yeah. if you stand in line at the grocery store or at school or wherever, um, and you try to bend your knees and stand there, it gets very tiring quickly. Um, yeah. Well, flamingos, like every other bird, they naturally have bent knees. Um, they're, if you looked at them closely, um, you know, without the feathers and the wings and everything, and you could actually see their legs, they're, their um, thighs are almost horizontal to the ground. So they're extremely bent knees. Whoa. And so if, if you can imagine us trying to do that, that would be extremely um, uh, uh, energy inefficient, right? So why are these birds doing this and how are they doing it uh, for so, and even how are they doing it when they're sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the question we started with. How really are they supporting their body weight um, with um, in terms of the muscular effort? So there's two parts to this. One was, we went to the uh, zoo in Atlanta, Zoo Atlanta, and we measured uh, flamingos on a special device, which which uh, we call a force platform. So, force platforms are really just special, um, uh, very sensitive uh, um, scales for balance, right? So, mm -hmm. we get on scales to measure our weight, but these force platforms can measure our weight. It can measure the sort of sideways forces that we generate on the ground, and they can do it very accurately and, and very rapidly. And so uh, we basically got the flamingos to stand on these um, platforms and we can measure something called the sway, which is how much their body moves back and forth. Even when it seems like they're standing still, they're actually moving. Uh, just like us, we might think we're standing quietly, but we have actually have quite a bit of sway that can be measured. Wow. Um, for what, what we found in this part of the experiment was that um, when the birds were very active, there was a lot of sway. So their forces were kind of moving around beneath their feet quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and as they got less active and when they eventually fell asleep, that sway pattern got really, really small. And, and this sway pattern is really indicative of how much muscle activity there is. So as you start to fall in one direction, your muscles turn on and try to push you back in the other direction. And that can all be seen in the, in the sway pattern. And so wow. that was a really good piece of evidence telling us that there's... Um, uh, less activation, muscle activation as they, they got um, sleepy. Wow. So there's a second part to the experiment. Um, there was a zoo in Atlanta that unfortunately had a couple of uh, flamingos die, and they were very gracious in donating their bodies to us. So we were able to get uh, two flamingo specimens that we could uh, look at and study. Um, because the, the birds in Atlanta, they didn't want us to, to mess with, right? Because these yeah. are their prized animals. Um, mm -hmm. And so uh, we, we were looking at them and we were doing some dissection. And then it was just sort of a happy accident. Uh, we discovered that you could actually lift the bird up almost like a popsicle stick and hold it up oh. by its leg uh, near its ankle. And it was very stable. And we were... Oh. Maybe we're un, maybe it shouldn't have been as surprising as it was because of why we were studying it, but uh, we were still kind of shocked by that. Um, and so we were able to measure how stable the knee and hip joints were as we tilted the bird sort of forwards and backwards. And and what we found is that they were very stable. In fact, um, um, much more so. We we were able to tilt them much more than any you know natural living bird would allow you to let them do. So we we knew that you didn't need to have a lot of muscle activity to um, be stable in that stance. So both of those experiments uh, strongly suggested to us that um, they can support their body weight in their posture that they have in one leg uh, with uh, little to no muscle activity. Whoa, that's cool. So how do, how do flamingos actually stand or sleep on one leg? 
Yeah, so with all that uh, evidence before us, uh, we, we're pretty confident that there's something called a passive stay mechanism um, in the hip and the knee joints. Uh, what I mean by that is it's not quite like a locking mechanism. A locking mechanism means you get into it and it'd be hard to get out of it. Mm -hmm. um, these birds, uh, it's stable when they're in that posture, but they can very easily get out of it. And we, and we found that in the dead flamingo as well. And so that, and what we would call that is a stay mechanism. It's more like a doorstop than a lock. Um, and so we found sort of three conditions need to be met for this mechanism. The first is the, the center of gravity of the bird needs to be in front of the knee. And so that would make the whole body tend to sort of pitch forward. It would make the knee want to extend and the hip want to uh, flex, right? Um, so that's sort of the natural state of what the bird's um, body is trying to do. The second condition is that there, there must be some sort of anatomical um, mechanism that creates the stay the, or the doorstop at the knee and the hip joints. And we haven't quite discovered what that mechanism is just yet. And we can talk more about that because we're trying to look, look for this. But we know that it has to be there because it's opposing that um, pull of gravity, uh, the, the effect of gravity. Uh, and then finally, the third one was really, again, another surprise. And it was, and this kind of made it all uh, make sense, which is when you look at the bird from the front, its leg, uh, when it's standing on one leg, its leg is sort of slanted inward oh. so that its, its hips are, of course, at its side, but then the foot is kind of in the middle beneath the center of the body. So that leg has kind of an angle to it. And what we found is that when you tilt that angle, uh, it's all stable on one leg. And then when you make that leg more vertical as if it's standing on two legs, then the knee and the hip all of a sudden become unengaged or, or you know, it comes out of that um, stable position. So that tells us that you can only engage this passive stay mechanism when the leg is in a position that's adopted for one-legged stance. And so it almost uh, would seem that the explanation here would be that um, it should be easier for them to stand on one leg than on two legs because on one leg, they can use the passive stay mechanism and on two legs, they would have to use their muscles to, to sort of support themselves. Wow, that's a mind-blowing discovery. So using this discovery, what can scientists do with it? Yeah, so, uh, well, first off, I think it's just uh, really interesting to figure out how nature works, right? So yeah. that was really the, the main motivation for me. Um, but you're right, there are some things that um, biology can um, inspire us to do as engineers and roboticists and things. So usually for, for my type of work, where I'm trying to learn how animals move and, and control movement, um, the folks that are most interested in that sort of thing are people that are interested in making artificial legs like prosthetics Whoa. or wearable exoskeletons that might help you, uh, a person, stand up. Uh, or just robots that have legs. Um, and in fact, I was uh, uh, very pleased to see there's a, a robotics uh, team at Carnegie Mellon University up in Pennsylvania that contacted me. We talked to them a little bit. They actually built a flamingo robot that, that uh, oh. uses this mechanism of a passive stay. Uh, and so uh, they don't have to expend the, the, you know, the energy of the, the robot to, to stand up. They can use this sort of passive mechanism to help save energy as the um, the the robots walking around and stuff. A flamingo robot? That's so cool. <laughs> so what advice do you have for kids who want to go into the field of science? Well, that that is a, a great question. I, I think the I think the first thing uh, is to really feel the the desire, the motivation for science. So I, I would say 
stay curious about as many things as possible. Um, keep your mind open to learning even the things that you may not be so interested in now, you might be interested in later. So you might be really interested in, let's say, dinosaurs right now and think you want to be a paleontologist, but keep your mind open. And you might learn that, uh, well, what's really cool is the evolution of of dinosaurs. And then you learn about evolution of other animals. And then maybe you're getting into genetics. And then, you know, 20 years from now, you end up being a geneticist instead of a paleontologist. So uh, you just keep your mind open as you move forward and stay curious about everything. Well, that's really good advice. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Thank you, Akshay. See you around the zoo. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You know, what if I can build a flamingo robot that helps me stand on one leg? Huh, that's a really good idea. Off to the lab! But before I go, what did we learn today? We learned that flamingos can stand on one leg because they have a little hinge or a little doorstop, as Dr. Chang described it, that helps them stand on one leg. Scientists can use this discovery to make prosthetics, exoskeletons, or even a flamingo robot. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay. Our theme song is by Chen Ramachandran. Special thank to Dr. Yang Yiching. Please visit my website, spectacularsci.com, to find interactive activities, articles, and blog posts. That's spectacularsci.com. Please subscribe to our membership where you can get interactive activities, bonus episodes, and even the fact of the day. There's actually a bonus episode that goes with this interview. Check it out by signing up at spectacularsci.com slash membership. That's spectacularsci.com slash membership. Please subscribe or follow the Spectacular Science on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. By following, you get all the episodes automatically and you support the show at the same time. Head to SpectacularSci.com slash subscribe, link in the show notes, to get step-by-step directions on how to subscribe on some of these popular platforms. That's SpectacularSci.com slash subscribe. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science.